Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Elite City podcast. It's actually not special, but Dynamite was special last week on Tuesday, so I decided to make the intro special. We're just taking some of their specialness and just claiming that it's ours. I understand. That makes sense. Exactly. It did (laughs) throw off my entire week, though. It really Uh, did. Yeah. I I I kept thinking it was later. Yeah. And it also felt like it happened like three weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like when th- today I, t- I think i told you when you sent me the the notes for like the layout that we're gonna do yeah. i was like i completely forgot everything like now that i read it i remember it but like if you would ask me unprompted what happened on dynamite i i would have no memory and not that it wasn't a good show like i'm not saying it was not a memorable show it just it seems like it was months ago exactly uh and it was uh i mean the elephant in the room it was head to head against uh nxt yes which apparently it's not a competition but they brought a lot of pe- a lot of special guests on NXT. Yes. and they had an overrun and they yeah they did for for a company that's not competing yeah uh oh boy um anyway it's very non-competitive and it's, it's i'm sure i'm sure it's also very non-competitive that roh announced a pay-per-view and nxt announced a pay-per-view for the exact same time like the next day yeah it's i'm sure that's also just not competitive that's just right because they'll look at it as we'll beat one of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, they, and they better watch themselves because if NX, if, um, excuse me, if Ring of Honor takes off, you don't want to make your brand all of a sudden fourth. Right. <laughs> I mean, that would, that would be a, I mean, groundwork that they laid themselves. They just better watch themselves. Uh, but this too special Tuesday night. Uh, Dynamite started off with a bang um, with the trios tag team championships on the line. Uh, best friends versus Death Triangle. I could watch this match a hundred times. That bar was set so high for the evening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These guys, I mean, all, all of them have really good chemistry with each other. So oh, yeah. whatever matches they're in are going to be great. Plus, like individually, they're all just really good. Yeah, I mean, th- this was this was a fabulous match. Um, Taz is on commentary, and like seriously, I bet you Taz said, "Hold on, I don't title Tuesday about six thousand times." <laughs> it was obviously very well branded. Yes, um, I wonder if uh, if that's um, patented yet by Mark Sterling. Someone was maybe someone was yelling it repeatedly in his ear. <laughs> yes yeah just to just, it. to just brand brand the day <laughs> not that anyone would ever do that just randomly yell in your ear no. while you're trying to do commentary that no. would be terrible no that would awful what sort of control freak would do something like that <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, but anyways back on track ray phoenix hit like the swanton of swantons that was seriously one of the prettiest moves i've ever seen yeah ray phoenix is is unreal yes Uh, he is like 
I, I don't want to say it like he, he he makes you let your guard down because he's so good like and he's like gonna land on his feet like when he's supposed to right <laughs> like, you don't want to let you because it's, I mean, it's obviously dangerous but he's so good at making it look like it's not dangerous yeah that he kind of makes you let your guard down it's weird but it's unbelievable <clears throat> um death triangle was in control through the break excuse me and they played up the uh, dynamic between Pac and Orange Cassidy, which I thought was very smart. Um, it, well, it obviously played into their their match from last week when Orange Cassidy won the belt, but it was just smart to do. Like it, it added to the match, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like I like that feud. I mean, they're continuing it, so I really yes. I, I like it. Um, they are obviously always outstanding when they are in the ring against each other. So, and, and it's, it made this one mean more because we've also, also already seen this match. Right. So. Right. Right. It made, it made this specific cool. match mean a little bit more. Absolutely. And uh, just random question. Do you think we'll see a rematch for the all Atlantic title between Pac and Orange Cassidy? Um, Maybe. I, I thought they did some stuff on, on rampage that made me think maybe not, but we'll see yeah yeah we'll see for sure um the they also um, mentioned they also mentioned the the elephant in the locker room throwing a chair and getting bitten when they talked about uh, the previous champions the elite yes yes they did (laughs) um That's just that, so that, that's all we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also the most absurd words that you ever say out loud. <laughs> Man runs into save a dog gets bit by a human. I mean that's the on. absolute that's the absolute <laughs> greatest story. I'm like I, I I know we've been saying that this is a work the whole I really want that to be true because it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's it hilarious and it's it's I, I'm not gonna random go off onto this tangent, but it's such a great story. <laughs> It's it's amazing. It's it's real life Simpsons. Like, that is that is something that happened on the Simpsons. I can see that. Homer, what happened? I ran in to save the dog. I got bit by a man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect, and it makes sense in both worlds. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, but the old double powerbomb suplex thing that all six guys were involved in it was awesome yeah <laughs> uh i don't even know like who that benefited or didn't benefit because i think everybody <laughs> got hurt yeah whenever they do something like that i'm like didn't that just hurt everyone that didn't yeah. like <laughs> i mean it was incredible though um it, the talk about ray phoenix letting your guard down when he got thrown into the ring post that was the most brutal thing i think i've ever seen in professional sports yeah. <laughs> like you don't fake that i'm right. sorry right. <laughs> i mean that, that was awful um but he, he did save the day he came in and he he took the the ring hammer from pack who was going to use it on orange cassidy um who then hit the stun dog millionaire who then Phoenix had to make the save. He gets the hot tag. I forget what he hit him with. Did he just super kick him? 
or did the Lucha Brothers do their finisher? Mm, I, I actually don't remember. Uh, well, he, Phoenix got the clean win. There was a finisher yeah. done. I don't yeah. know just which one it was. <laughs> right. uh, Something crazy. Yes. And it was an absolutely incredible match. And like I said, it set the bar for not just AEW, but honestly NXT too. Like it set the bar for the evening. Like this is where you're going to have to be if you want to compete. Yeah, it was a really great match to start the show with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the, the, the crowd was into it. And the, the, the crowd was standing. And I know we always talk about Dynamite is a very long night, but they got into it early on the special show and they, they stuck with it. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, next, the women's interim title, uh, Hikaru Shi versus Tony Storm. I loved the little, um, I think it was on Road 2 that Tony Storm said they first wrestled when she was like 16 or 17. Yeah, and I love that they showed some of the Road 2 stuff, just a little bit of it on on Dynamite. That was good. Yeah, and like the fact that they wrestled each other when they were like teenagers, like the backstory is just, it's just incredible to begin with. Like, Yeah, and it's cool because they didn't have that much of a history, obviously, in AEW. They haven't been together, doing much together for long, so it it was cool to add that in. Right, and well, the momentum that the trios match had, the ladies kept it and added to it. I mean, this match was bonkers. Yeah, it was great. Um, they started slow, and the, the it was a very technical start, too. But the, there was a switch halfway through whenever um, Tony Storm hit the hip attack on Sheeta when Sheeta was sitting on the apron and bounced her to the floor. Yeah. That, yeah, that, <laughs> that moment. <laughs> That's whenever this match really ramped up for me. Uh, well, f- well, for everybody, I think. Like, it just went pedal to the metal from then on. They went nuts. Yeah, it was so, definitely... It was, yeah, I mean, they're both obviously amazing. So the match was... But it was it was a bit faster, maybe, than I, I've seen. Not necessarily Tony Storm, but Sheeta doesn't usually work typical, very fast matches. But it was... It was and she did a great job. Yes, they she both did. did. Uh, yeah, and um, a lot of people, myself included, thought Sheeta would actually win, um, the, win the match in the interim title. Yeah, I thought it was possible. Um, everyone keeps saying that. Um, do do you still feel that way, or do you think they're gonna let uh, Tony Storm be like what Mox was for that title? Yeah, now I'm starting to think because because I mean she beat kind of all the the major competitors right so i feel like she is gonna just take it until rosa comes back and then they'll have that match yeah because like you said i don't know who's left um unless they elevate jade um yeah but like you always say you don't want unless jade would beat rosa and like but you don't want her first you don't want there to be any asterisks on her first title win. right even if she did go on to beat rosa Right. You know, uh, so, anyways, back to this match. <laughs> um, Storm was in control through the break, and again, they're they're not slowing these matches down during the breaks. Like they're keeping. Well, you get to see it because you're watching on uh, Fight, 
but um, when I'm in pitcher and pitcher, like back in the day, like my eyes would wander because it'd be all rest holes. <laughs> right. And yeah. I, they, I, they, they'd slow it down to the, one guy would be out of the ring and walk yeah, around. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd literally be watching the pizza Hut commercial instead of the pitcher. Right. pitcher. Uh, but I, I noticed, and this is just maybe from like midsummer, it, it slowly, they're not, using the pitcher and pitcher for that anymore it's like stuff happens during pitcher and pitcher right like you have to pay attention and i think especially for for on this night because they were against nxt they they didn't want you to like oh it's a commercial i'm gonna flip around well that's true the good point good point um well the the crowd was into it uh they got their this is awesome chant and from the first match the crowd was on their feet for this match also um storm retains and it was another uh, great match. Who do you think they give uh, the next shot to? For Tony? I feel like it's going to be Jamie Hader just because they're building up a, a kind of a – they're pushing Jamie Hader, but they're also building up a, like, oh, no, her and Britt are friends now. And I feel like that will kind of test the friendship if Jamie Hader gets the title True. shot and not her. And that will be – I don't think she'll win the belt. I think they'll – I think – I could see it going. Jamie Hader gets the title shot. Britt acts like she's on her side, but then cost her the belt because she could well, like she can't stand that. That would make a lot of sense. But speaking of them, uh, Jamie, Hader, Britt Baker, and Rebel all attacked Storm in in the ring, and and Sheeta also, um, and then Soraya, Soraya, ah, sorry jumps Brit and they went into the crowd which i wish the camera would have followed them yeah it's a little odd that they kind of just disappeared yeah um but we had the <laughs> the quote-unquote nxt killer herself return yes <laughs> uh, rio's music hits and she takes out hater and rebel and i cannot wait to see Rio jamie hater that's yeah cool. i wonder do you think that she's gonna go against Jamie Hayter or Rebel, or or is she going to go against Tony Storm? Who, Riho? Riho. That's a good question. I didn't think about it. I, I, I They're kind of light on female baby faces. So yeah. We'll say, we'll say she's going to be a baby face for now. Yeah. I, the only reason I thought she'd go against Tony Storm is because maybe they want Tony Storm to like beat the other women's champions though i guess she hasn't she hasn't beaten any of them so that doesn't really that kind of defeats my point i was just thinking of all the other i was just thinking of all the other women's champions like maybe they want tony storm to go up against them but like they're not doing that with um nyla so no i just forget what i said okay (laughs) (laughs) um uh we had ward ward joe excuse me ward joe call out the kingdom and joe tells them pick either either of their titles and the match is yours um i thought that was really cool yeah it was simple and to the point and i, I like that the kingdoms the kingdom is in the mix already i i know people don't like when that happens but i i'm i'm liking it with this story anyway yeah i think it works same and just a little side note i found out today that uh, the kingdom was hired because of FTR. FTR, oh, cool. yeah, FTR apparently let uh, people know that their contracts were going to run out, and 
impact. So they made the move. I thought that was pretty neat. Even it wasn't just Tony Khan making irrational business decisions and just hiring people no. for the sake of hiring people because that's what right. he loves to do. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. He makes, there was some some thought went into this. That's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. He makes no cognitive thoughts. It's just all brash. Like even yes. <laughs> even like with NFL and stuff, he just boom throws it out there. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of FTR, uh, they had a little segment with Miss Renee Paquette uh, and Swerve in Our Glory come out to. I, I thought it was awesome. But they basically said, you know, how are you still the number one contenders? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do the do the standings even matter? Uh, blah blah blah. So they challenged him for the number one contendership. Um for the AEW titles. And that is this week. How do you think that goes? Um, I think FTR, because we've seen Swerve and Our Glory against the Acclaim now twice. So it's probably going to be FTR. And I feel like this might be the week where, where Swerve and Keith Lee have their falling out. Well, I, I was going to say, how how cool would it be if Swerve like, does what he did um, a couple weeks ago, like he'll he'll pin one of FTR, and then um, they'll give them the win, and then they'll be watching the replay, and Keith Lee will see it, and it'll it'll like say it doesn't count. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that that could make that could work. That'd be cool. Or, you know, or if you're so good, do it without me. And right, like, like he's like just swerves the number one contender. I right. <laughs> uh, I, I like the little minuscule things that can happen within this match it's going to be very interesting yeah for sure uh jay lethal challenges darby allen and i didn't think that i needed a feud like this but i'm invested uh, i really am enjoying this yeah and it's i, yeah, I didn't expect it at all but it right. was it was cool it's Oh, it's just fun. It reminds me of like, I know we always talk about like the old 90s wrestling. Like it has that vibe. It's like a guy cuts a promo on the other guy and then the next week is the response. Like even though it's the 21st century, you could just literally talk to each other in real time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I think it's cool that they're keeping that dynamic. Like we heard yeah, for sure. Jay. We heard from Jay. Now this week we'll probably hear from Darby. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Um, now, what we're getting into a segment that is this is, where Darby got beat up, or is that a different? A diff, was that a different segment? Um, I don't think Darby got beat up. Did he? I just thought he challenged him. When was the week when Darby got um, stuck under the door? Was that this week, or am I? Oh wait, that did happen. Or, what, yeah. or did that happen on Rampage? I don't remember if it was Rampage or Dynamite. You're right. That did happen, but I don't remember what show it was on. I don't know if, it's it, if I have it in uh, Rampage notes here. But that definitely happened. No, I don't. It, that's It must have happened here. Man, I zoned out twice. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this, is, this, this had that, that spot of his leg sticking out in front of the door, I, and then Jay Letha put the figure four on them. Figure four on him, yeah. And I... Dude, I just re- I didn't put that in. I'm sorry, I didn't put that in your thing. I put next my next bullet point is figure four. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was but that was funny. <laughs> I liked it. It was it was amazing. It really was. Uh, yeah that that whole 
um no ending to that it was so absurd <laughs> in like the best way possible yeah it was great uh now do, do you think we we're going to get something from darby this week going back to that yeah i think so um sting hasn't been around in this in this feud so maybe yes. we'll get something with him and sting i'm not sure and apparently jay lethal knows darby's one weakness yes which you kind of have a theory if you want to let it out of the bag yes this is my i don't know i don't think this will happen but my my the way i would want this to happen is you know there's all you know how there's always been fake stings like there's always been someone dressing up as sting or yes. pretending to be sting what i would like to see is darby and, and jay lethal in a match and you know before the match jay lethal says you know i know your weakness i know how to get to you i know how to beat you and then during the match sting comes out and costs darby the match and jay lethal wins and sting takes off with with uh jay lethal and his guys then the next week, Darby's all upset, being like, I've tried to call you. You're not answering my phone. What's going on? It's your phone. What's going on? How could you turn on me like that? And Sting comes out and was like, I didn't turn on you. That wasn't me. And Darby goes, you know, something like, of course it was you. I saw you. Right, I, right. You know, I, I knew you were that kind of person. And then Sting goes, fine. If you think that, if you'd believe that, then we can't be friends. Like a real friend would know that I, I wouldn't right. do something like that. And then he leaves. And then it turns out it's a fake Sting, like NWO Sting. And that's how they kind of split up Darby and Sting, but neither of them really has to turn heel. That, that's pretty awesome. That's what <laughs> I, I mean, would like to see. And if any of that remotely happens, <laughs> that's incredible. I think that would be cool because I do think they are going to split up Darby and Sting at some point. And I, I don't think like Sting's not going to be a heel at this point in his career. No, and I don't, no. and I don't think Darby's going to be a heel. So that would kind of split them up, and it would echo back to like you know the NWO and Sting and Luger, and yeah, I think. And Tony, lo- Tony Khan and AEW love to do stuff like that. So That is true. As you always say, they preserve history better than WWE. Yes. And WWE owns all those tape libraries. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Anyways, um, this whole thing w- was, was interesting, and it's going to be – the feud itself is fun, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, now, the the next in-ring segment we had of the night is definitely is now officially a piece of AEW history. Like, this was unbelievably good. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone in the, in the ring with William Regal, and they said about two words before MJF comes out. And oh my god. If this could still be going on right now, and I still think <laughs> be in the arena. Seriously. It was so good. So it good. So good. Um Okay, before before we get into the into the deep water here, is MJF officially a baby face? Mm, no. Because two two yeah. things. One, yeah. he's still kind of a jerk. <laughs> so I don't think I think he, he can immediately like make you hate him again in True. five minutes, and I can see him doing that. Two, this echoes back to the feud he had with Punk, which is unfortunate they can't mention. They're not mentioning that stuff right now, but it, it echoes back to the feud he had with Punk, where you don't know if he actually feels the way he feels. Like, was he actually really upset about the stuff with Regal, or is he just now using that to manipulate somebody? And until they until they show that it's 
not him just being manipulative, I think he still is heelish. Very true. Um, it's, oh, see, it's I, it's in he's in that gray area for me. Yeah, I mean, he get, he get, he gets he can get cheered in an instant too. Like he right. he managed like they were booing William Regal by the time yeah, MJF oh, yeah. was done. That was that was masterful. Um, well, we'll just get right into it. MJF tells everybody, I think, uh, for the first time, we all learned this that uh, Regal almost got MJF a job at WWE. Excuse me. And he he says he he kept the email, which it sounded pretty standard. I mean, I doubt that it was like up and ready on his phone, but I I bet you he may have had it. Right. Um. It, and this is where Regal was just incredible because Regal didn't respond one time, but just his facial expressions. He didn't need to say anything. It was perfect. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh but it, it um, the email said something like, hey, kid, I think you've got it, but you're still a little green. Send me a tape a month, blah, 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 and I'll review it, and we'll go from there. So MJF sent one in the first month, and he didn't say it per se, but he basically said he, he got like an email back from his secretary. It sounded... Like, yeah, being like, okay, that keep working at it, but we don't need yeah. the tape anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said it only took three months before, you know, there was no responses, no uh, um, no, com- no comments, no nothing. It was just basically off the table, I guess. Yeah. And like I said, Rio was just incredible with his facial expressions and, oh, it was so good. Um. MJF calls Regal a joke, which that just made me chuckle from from Penn's blog days. <laughs> it's seriously, I just like ah, he said joke. That's funny. Um, and then Regal said one sentence, and he looked him dead square in the eye, and I think he started with calling him Princess, which I thought was perfect. Regal, yeah. <laughs> it might have uh, been Sunshine, but one or the other. Or sun, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He was Sunshine. It was Sunshine. Um, he he said, you know, yeah, you weren't ready then, and I still don't think you're really ready today. And as you said, the crowd did not like what Rico had to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, and he told him the reason that he feels he's not ready is because he takes too many shortcuts. And basically telling him he didn't earn the... Um, casino battle royal chip uh and he pays for everything he's never really faced adversity it was segment of the year but yeah for sure also a piece of AEW history like that is going to be talked about for ages what i loved about it twofold one it was like it was clearly a generational thing like it was it was you could easily compare it to like you know people young people today being like you know, you treated me badly. You never helped me out. And older people being like, just work harder. Like it, it was, <laughs> it worked, it worked on that level. Right. Um, but it also worked on the level of technically they're both right. Like right. neither of them is actually wrong. Cause like <laughs> MJ, MJF can come out and say like, you sent me that email saying I wasn't ready. And that made me feel terrible and made me hate myself. 
and like, yeah, that's true. Like if someone sent you that email right. like that, you would feel terrible and hate yourself and want to quit. Right. But Regal's also right when he says like, no, like when I had to come into wrestling, like I got beaten up by people and I, you can't do that anymore. And right. all I, and, and all I did was send you an email. Like I didn't, I didn't tell you to stop wrestling. I just sent you an email saying I didn't like your tapes. So, right. I mean, technically he's right too. Right. So right. you can't really fault either of them for how they responded to the situation, but they both, they both were like yes. affected by it, but they yes. weren't no, both, both, either both of them from their viewpoint were correct. Yeah. It was, Oh, it was so freaking good. And like a younger <laughs> audience will probably naturally side with uh, MJF because there's been all kinds of times when younger people are told like, no, you know, you don't, I walked uphill backwards in the snow. Your life isn't hard. <laughs> right. right. Like right. they've heard that their whole lives. So they'll, naturally be more on MJF side but also you know William Regal is a legend and he did a lot of stuff and he he didn't actually do anything bad like if WWE didn't want to hire him because he was too young WWE didn't want to hire him because he was too young like what's Regal going to do about that right, right? Yeah, like, like like Regal didn't hold that much power there like right I, I mean as he said when he was on uh, I don't know if it was on his podcast or when he was on like unrestricted when some of these guys were getting released, you know, it, he spoke up as much as he could, but he basically said, my email went to someone's secretary. Basically, right. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, his knowledge is respected, but I mean, it, 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 especially in that place, it seemed like, I mean, the only word that mattered was Vince's. <laughs> right. I mean, especially at the time, like Vince, you know, fired his son and his son-in-law <laughs> and like that, that, put, and pushed his daughter out of the company. Like basically <laughs> that's what happened. Right. Like, right. So and, you can, you really blame William Regal for not having any more influence? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> that really puts it in perspective. Um, we, we... But yeah, the promo itself was, and I know people get mad at, um, oh, they keep mentioning WWE, but like, of course you do, because it's, AEW didn't exist three years ago, and the only company that has in most people's lives, like right. anyone who's a wrestler today, who's like, you know, 40 or younger, um, that's the only thing that they ever had. Like, WWE has been, WCW went a business 20 years ago, so MJF could not have thought of anything other than WWE when he thought of professional wrestling or sports entertainment or whatever it is. Like, right. obviously he wanted to work there. So obviously he's going to bring it up. He's not going to say, you know, 20 years ago, I dreamed of being AEW champion. No, you didn't. <laughs> right. It was not a company. It didn't exist. Right. right. So clearly he's going to mention WWE and everyone knows William Regal worked there. It's not a surprise. So I think it's perfectly, not only is it perfectly fine that they mention it, like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. Um, that's the part where we always say that AEW respects WWE history better than WWE. Like you have to recognize it that way. Like what are they going to say whenever Cody comes back? Are they going to recognize that he was the TNT champion? Probably not. Right. But you know, they've said on AEW that he was the, inter I think he was the intercontinental champion, but yeah. Yeah, like they ignore, like it's just weird that you would hate 
something that you claimed you're not competing with so bad. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I kind of get where they're coming from because if you talk about Pepsi and Coke, like Coke never mentions Pepsi, but Pepsi mentions Coke because they're the like the second the, yeah. the second brand always mentions. But when it comes to history, I mean, like if a guy's in the NFL, they don't ignore what he did in college because like, oh, we don't want people watching college football. <laughs> Like right. they're not gonna. No, they of course they mention that. Yeah, and uh, like again, it's it's weird how you brought it up that there's like literally a generation of kids that have only watched WWE. They apparently don't watch much other sports. Right. <laughs> people jump ship all the time, and like when all these AEW uh, locker room quote unquote rumors or whatever you want to call them or stirring to think like you always say <laughs> they don't know how contracts work <laughs> <laughs> like that blows my mind and secondly like if you just watch a pro sport contracts run out and the grass is always greener to whoever pays you more <laughs> yeah i mean come on it yeah it, uh, it just bugs me anyways anyways renee paquette Backstage, um, sit-down interview with Brian Danison, Will Yuta. Um, are you liking these Renee backstage things, or would you rather have? Do you think she stole Lexi Nair's thunder? Is what I was going to say. Um, I think she stole Lexi Nair's thunder, but I, I also think she's better than her. Like I, Renee's, I Renee's, Renee's really good, and yes. I know, I know when people, people. This is an extension of the, you know, AEW originals versus X WWE guys. Like some of them are just they're better at their jobs. And Renee is one of them. Like she's she's oh, really yeah. it's it's like we said before, like when you're not gonna say, Oh, Brian Danielson's here. Well, we're not gonna put him on the show because we need <laughs> we need time for, you know, Serpentico. Like they're not gonna do that. <laughs> right. And and not 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 a shot at Lexi Nia or Serpentico, but like some people are more experienced and better at their jobs. And like, yeah, I don't I'm happy Renee's there and she does a, she does a really good job with it. So I can't, uh, I can't be upset that she's on. Yeah. It's, I mean, Renee is so good and so believable. Like she could deliver you like the nightly news. <laughs> she, co she covers like, it like it's legitimate, but also yes. she, she responds to what's happening. Like she's an actual human being. Which a yeah. lot of a lot of interviewers and I actually I heard her talking. I don't know if it was on her podcast or someone else's. She was talking about how when she was in WWE, they didn't want her reacting to what the wrestlers, the sports entertainers, were saying because they didn't want them. They didn't want her taking the focus off of them. Her job was basically to stand there and hold the mic and ask one question, and then they would talk. Um, which makes me think, why do they have her then? Just yeah, have the like... have the wrestler just hold the mic. Like there's no <laughs> right. need for that. But like she is a person so of course she's going to if someone says something she's going to respond to it and she is really good at being professional and like a like a you know an announcer she's not a she's not you know insulting them or saying she's saying when she responds to things she does it in a professional way but she's like a you know a television interviewer would be with any other person not right in right. wrestling yeah she's she's on another level and you're right. It is. It is like journalistic. Like if someone was like yeah. interviewing, if, if someone was interviewing a politician or whatever, they're not just going to like ask one question and then stand there and let them talk. <laughs> they're going to interject with things, and that's what she does. And, and like you said, like no disrespect to Lexi Nair, 
but Renee does become part of the interview as opposed to just conducting the interview. Right. So, yeah, like that, that's a good point. And I think, I think this is just a stopgap and she's going to be the host of one of those non wrestling reality based shows. (laughs) Yeah. I can't, I can't see them hiring her and only having her do like five minutes of backstage interviews every show. Like, I feel like she'll, we said this before, like she's going to do something else. Yeah, like Lexi will definitely get her job back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, th- it looks like there's a little dissension in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Um, your your thoughts? Then- I really liked Wheeler Yuta here when Brian Danielson was saying something along the lines of like, you know, I was disappointed that Danny Garcia, you know, turned on me or attacked me or whatever. And really, it was like, what did you expect? Why did you think he, why did you think he wasn't going to do that? Like, I, I thought that was a really good response to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's allied with Chris Jericho. And like, why did you think he was not going to do that? Like, what were you thinking? I, I liked Wheeler Yuta here. He did a really good job. Yeah. Um, you know, basically said that Garcia used Danielson, blah, blah, blah. And do you think we're going to get, uh, a little inner inner um, faction feud here between Danielson and Garcia. Yeah, I think or this... not Danielson and Garcia, Danielson and Yuta. Yeah, I think this could be like a they're gonna be bickering at each other or upset with each other or like, you know, something. And I could see William Regal just being like, just have a match. Like stop complaining and bickering at each other and just go fight each other. Go and bananas, that, yeah. Yeah, and that's what's gonna happen. I could see that. I would like to see that. That that would be very cool. Um, and but before we go on to the to the main event here, uh, can we say how awesome Dalton Castle's entrance was? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was so good. And I mean, he didn't use the Cody Vader, but he used the put a throne on top of Cody's <laughs> elevator, basically. So, I mean, he basically laid his stake. Yes. Uh, Ring and, no one came up, and no one came out to smash the throne either. No one came out to smash his throne. That is correct. <laughs> um, Ring of Honor world title. Dalton Castle versus Chris Jericho. Um, like I said, if you, if you haven't seen it, it is... First off, watch the whole match, not just Dalton Castle's entrance. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Dalton Cass's entrance, please, it is utterly amazing. It was his sports entertainment is sports entertainment goes. <laughs> yeah. Um Bobby Cruz is a ring announcer, Ian Riccaboni on commentary, and it, what a start. I mean, Jericho has been putting on clinic after clinic after clinic with this uh ring of honor title and i mean he was just a mat wrestler for a majority of this match i believe it like it just much props chris jericho yeah he they like i mean they allude they 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 make comments once in a while like oh jericho has found the fountain of youth but like he really like he is he has he's gotten Hmm. he's absolutely if, if someone told me he was you know 40 or 37 or 35 like i would believe it at this point like he's yeah he's getting yeah i don't know where he's getting this from but 
he's had a series of incredible match and they're all different. Like he doesn't have a yeah. formula to his matches like this. It, this one was a more technical one. Sometimes he has a more brawling one or he has a more high flying one. Like he's, he's managing to, to do a lot of different matches with different opponents. And, and it's all been very entertaining. It's so, so good. Um, crowd absolutely loves Dalton castle. And it, it's, it's so awesome to see like, just, for, I mean, I know that Ring of Honor was like bigger, <clears throat> but it was still like, still like an East Coast thing. You it know? didn't have like a national TV deal and yeah, right, interna- right. international TV deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I don't even know where I could have watched Ring of Honor if I wanted to watch the show. Like, I, I don't know if it was ever on TV here. See, that that's all. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I think but it like, might have been on like random, but I don't think it was on like a regular TV spot somewhere. I don't think it was. I got you. I think that we have like a fight, like not F-I-T-E, like F-I-G-H-T network. And I think maybe they might've showed it, but I don't know if that's still a thing. I I don't, I don't know where I could have watched it if, if I even could have watched it. That's so, well, it's crazy that, I mean, you, without like cable, you, well, wait, do you get AEW in Canada or do you have to use fight? No, you get AEW in on uh it's weird tsn shows a uh, shows dynamite but then they show rampage only on the website oh that's what okay I knew it's not it's not on, it's not on there it's not on their one of their six channels or whatever they have but no oh yeah there's, there's not an extra <laughs> hour on <laughs> but somewhere in the five different tsn's no they don't have an hour <laughs> <laughs> um but what i was getting at is it's good that like people are getting in with the dalton castle yeah and just enjoy the ride. If you don't get it, you will. <laughs> Just don't write him off. Like he's he's a treasure, and it's just great to see. Um, he was in control through a, a lot of the break, and as soon as we came back from the break, um, Tony Schiavone kind of made a reference to Punk by saying there have only been two people to have ever held the AEW and the ROH titles. Uh, thought that was very interesting. For the weird that... thing when he said that, I forgot that Punk won the AEW title. <laughs> well, so I, yeah. I was trying to think, like, who is that other person? <laughs> like, for, for a while, I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, That's pretty insane, um, especially for someone that they're not talking about right now. I thought yes. that was a cool little... Easter yeah. egg for some foreshadowing. Yeah, and they also mentioned, like what we said, they mentioned the elite earlier in the show. Yeah, so. I mean, aren't they? All, they're all getting fired, right? That's what Twitter. Definitely, I'm surprised they haven't been fired already. Right. If you ask the internet, they should have all been fired immediately. Immediately. Yes. That is. Uh, anyways, we're not going to get into that. I was going <laughs> to go off on a tangent, but we're not going to. Um, as you said, great match. Um, earned their this is awesome chant the judas effect that jericho hit i i know i'm not i mean shouldn't joke about questions for what happened in the main event but i don't know how dalton was not concussed because yeah he, he basically elbowed him in the back of the head as hard yeah. as he could. i mean it hit pretty hard yeah uh but jericho retained uh and as I think I was typing it out to you, like, wow, he didn't really do anything scummy. 
And then I look up at the TV <laughs> and he's uh, um, takes out Ian Riccoboni and then pile drives Jerry Lynn. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know where this is going. But... I'm thinking I hope he takes credit for now beating Jerry Lynn, former ROH champion. Like, I think I, 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 hope, I hope he counts that <laughs> as like, I him beat him. I, I cross him off. I, I beat him. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> see that would be perfect chris jericho yeah like oh that would be so and that will will eventually i think will get you around how he can't beat you know kevin steen or or any because he'll just be no i already beat him it was five years ago i beat him it was great (laughs) (laughs) oh please let that happen that's gonna be so good oh it's gonna be so good um jade cargill probably the coolest promo of the night it was like three sentences right she which i thought was great because i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go on the record right now and say this is a wink of a nod to cm punk where yep. she for some reason had a problem with tony khan but went on national television to tell him <laughs> <about it. laughs> but she wanted her belt back and she said he's gonna overtake the show on friday if she doesn't get her belt back. I thought that was super cool. A wink and a nod. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. I also liked that there was, they did a, a, like a photo shoot with some of the AW people somewhere. I don't know where it was. And Jade had the TBS title for the photo shoot. And then after those photos were tweeted by like the AEW account, Tony Khan tweeted Nyla Rose being like, we had to use a, a temper, oh. a, a, a fake title for this photo shoot thanks to you we had to use a what's like a souvenir title for this photo shoot thanks to you how dare you like he he made a point to like sew up that plot hole like why does jade have a belt in the photo like it was good that was incredible that's incredible i did not i could see the AEW tweeted that him being like oh man she's not supposed to have that belt okay (laughs) quick (laughs) yeah but see always thinking there you go always thinking um now that we're going to get into the main event, the world title match. It unfortunately is going to go down because it's going to have big asterisks by it. Uh, thank goodness Hangman's okay. Um, yes, it looked much worse than it apparently yes. turned out turned out to yeah. be. So uh, He suffered a, somehow just a concussion, and we'll, we'll get into it more. But uh, it looked, as you said, it looked way worse than it was. Um, but for the AEW world title, John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. I loved Hangman jumping Mox in the crowd. Yeah. I, I absolutely I think I said to you, I absolutely love when they start matches with like the guys fighting the crowd and then it doesn't the match hasn't started yet, so you can't yes. do anything about it. Like I love that. Yeah, it's all perfectly legal. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> great. It's wonderful. Uh Regal on commentary. And it was pretty much chaos for I, I would say a solid two to three minutes. Like, seriously, it was super cool. It was a really, and I know we say this a lot, but it was a very, like, late 90s yes. start to a main event match. Like, this is how, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin would have started a match. Yes. And of, of, of all the things, like, of the move that Hangman got hurt on, as opposed to him doing a moonsault off the balcony. Right. <laughs> it just... <laughs> like when he did that i was like oh my god that was insane and then it just shows you how it really does show you how like even the small like 
first of all, everything they do is incredibly dangerous, like even the smallest yes. thing. Yeah, and how like someone can like honestly, I feel this way about hockey a lot too. Like they're oh, yeah. skating around at fast speeds with like sticks and blades on their feet on ice. Like how like really yeah. I'm honestly surprised they're not getting hurt every single night. Yeah. Like it's the same with wrestling. Like the the way that they, they fall and like someone like, you know, Phoenix or Darby Allen, like how are they not getting hurt every single time? they yeah. go out like it's always within millimeters like it's all like even the, yeah. the moon sold off the balcony like if he had missed by you know six inches it could have been horrible yeah. right like you, you, how do these things not happen all the time and like to just think about that like i mean i know they're in great shape and i know all that but like if you took an average person it was like all right here's this 11 foot balcony do a backflip off it oh oh you're gonna land on the concrete too <laughs> like there's no crash pad there's... i feel like if you just told a regular person just jump off of it like don't even right. do a backflip you just have to jump and just land on this specific spot and not anywhere well, else yeah. because like, yeah, even if that... it was just like oh just land on this like most people couldn't do it i agree i, I mean <laughs> that it was an unreal spot um somehow in all that hubbub mox got busted open and shockingly shockingly but that's what i was just going to say and ironically that's not the joke because so much stuff happened when they were in the crowd that they missed yeah that like we don't know really how he got busted open. yeah <laughs> um it, it's like i'm looking at my notes it's we're getting to that point like i, I said the match was very physical the crowd was standing and then they went back and forth and what seemed like a simple clothesline i mean he hangman got hit either in the temple or on the button but i mean he went out cold like immediately yeah immediately uh much credit to the aew staff the medical staff the referee staff i mean it, it i think i even texted you when they rang the bell i was like oh this is a work right because they're not gonna ring the bell you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, I mean, the fact that the referee noticed it as quickly right. as he did was pretty impressive. Because I mean, it's wrestling, right? People sell things all the time. Like right. the fact that he could tell the difference between selling and being knocked out that quickly, like without yes. the benefit of you know multiple camera angles and stuff, like like right. we had. He's standing in the ring with them, and he immediately knew something was wrong, and immediately called the doctor in, which was which was very good. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, you know, like a much credit given to all them, uh, especially because I mean, no, yeah, I, I'm not not even saying no offense to AEW. Like they've had a history of letting people yeah. wrestle when they probably shouldn't be wrestling. Like like you know, Matt Hardy hit his head on concrete <laughs> yeah. that match, and they kind of let it they let it continue. So the fact that they stepped it up and decided no, we have to stop this. Like that was, and they decided as quickly as they did. Like it's easy to decide after a guy hasn't moved for you know right. a couple a minute or two, but it was, you know, less than, you know, it was a few seconds before he decided, yeah, we have to stop this match. So and, that was good. Well, yeah, absolutely. And my next form of credit, is, I'm going to give to MJF and yes, throwing together an ending to a show that obviously was unscripted, unplanned. And, <laughs> and yeah, you could tell that Mox was scared 
like for hangman too because yeah. even like even when he was like oh i hope he can walk again like that scared me as being like oh well, yeah. if he's saying that like he can see him better than i can i think mox was just really scared by the, but like he managed to still do the final ending of the show and they had to kill time i mean there was 10 minutes left right. by the time this happened so i'm assuming the mjf mox thing at the end was supposed to take you know five minutes but they right. had an extra five minutes that they had to do something with so and good for them and they, yeah, I'm just gonna say, good for them. They freaking pulled that off, which was, uh, it's genius because it would have been acceptable if they didn't pull it off because of the circumstance, you know. Right. So the fact yeah, if they had just they ended were, the show and been like, we're gonna show you a recap for the last ten minutes because we don't have anything. Like I would have right. been fine with that. It would have right. been unfortunate, yeah. but I would have been fine with it. Yeah, uh, you know what are we? You know. Uh, that there's really something that went down so you know we're not going to complain as fans about that but the way that they pulled it off was fabulous um just for the sake of argument do we get a rematch at some point um i mean it depends how long like concussions are you never know right so he could be out for a week he could be out for a year you you never know with a concussion so it's hard to say that is very true. Because, I mean, um, like, Adam Cole is at a concussion. He's been out since, like, the summer, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, too. And we've seen, like, in, in you know, in hockey with, like, Sidney Crosby was out for a year yeah, with a concussion, so you never know. But then some people are back, you know, in two weeks, so you have no idea. It, it's, that is true. It's a very scary, very scary injury. I've, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever been concussed unless I was when I was very little. Yeah. Have you ever had concussion? Not that I know of, so probably right. not. But I, I don't know. I mean, in the in the in the 80s, they didn't seem to care about, was... about concussions. So you never know. That's another thing. It's really good that we're in an age where people care about stuff like this. Like people like doc like they are aware of concussions and how they can be potentially yeah. devastating. Well, I, I mean, I was when this happened. I was thinking back to like when Austin broke his neck against Owen Hart, and at the time, I remember thinking like, "Oh yeah, Austin's really tough." But like now, I'm thinking like they right. never should have let that. Ha- and not even I'm not attacking WWF at the time because that's right. that's what everybody did, right? So like I'm not I'm not saying they didn't necessarily even anything wrong, but in retrospect, like you shouldn't let a guy who broke his neck keep wrestling. Like that doesn't make any sense. And then walk out of the building. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, unfortunately, it, wrestling has always had that quote unquote tough guy demeanor because yes. they were legitimate badasses. Right. And it was like a, a badge of honor. Like, I, uh, you know, blew my shoulder out and I wrestled four days in a row. Like, right. <laughs> and it was, they just wore that like a badge of honor. Now it's, uh, yeah, like, just for everybody's sake, I mean, look at the amount of wrestlers from the '80s that are gone, right? Because of addiction and suicide and depression, like. And I mean, this isn't a. I I don't want to make this an anti WD thing because I right. remember a match where um. First of all, two matches. One Enzo from Enzo and Cass got thrown and I supposed to go under the ropes, and he hit his head into the ropes, and they immediately stopped it. So yeah, I that was that. that was, and there was a I believe I don't remember if I ever saw the match, but there was a match where uh. Daniel Bryan at the time was wrestling and something happened. I forget what it was. And Triple H stopped it. And Daniel Bryan was upset. Like he started screaming at him. I mean, like, you can't stop the match. He's like, no, I, I, you, I have to, I, 
can't let you do oh, this. Wow. So. That, I didn't know that. That's cool. So like, it, was, it wasn't like storyline stuff, like triple. No, H. it was like he he had some sort of. It was a long. It wasn't the the concussion that made him retire for a while, but it was it was a concussion, and I think he'd oh, already okay. had one before. And Triple H, like he just came out and stopped it. See, that's cool. I have no problem yeah. with that. That's. <laughs> I, I mean, they. That I understand that it's hard to work around stories. Like if if this was Mox who got the concussion and they had to stop the match, like would they give Hangman the title? Oh yeah, I understand that sometimes you 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 want to be like, no, I can't just do that because that's not what the story like it it happened to work out that Hangman was supposed to lose the match anyway, so it doesn't really matter right how he loses the match. But if right. it had been opposite, what would they have done? I don't know. That see that makes a lot of sense. That's that's very interesting because like now technically. You don't even have to say that Hangman lost the match. You can right. just say, you know, he was he got injured. He was unable to finish. But like, there's still story there if you need it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. And I mean, not to gloss over the actual story that they told at the end with MJF not wanting to take the shortcut, yes. which yeah. goes back to to what Regal told him, which I thought was really good. Now I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot to bring this up. I. There's a few people floating around theories that they think that he's actually going to hire Regal next, MJF, to beat Mox. I have heard that. I've heard some people suggest that, yeah. How would you feel? Like, would you want him to go full-blown heel and win it as a heel for the first time? Um, I want him to win it as a heel. I mean, I don't know if I want him necessarily to hire Regal. I want him to... What I think would be really cool if he if he, like won the belt but he used brass knuckles or something to do it and be like hey you can't judge me you did that all the time right and then <laughs> i could see that something like cool. that that would be cool and then he could say say, say something like you know except when i did it i was able to win a title on like right like you've never been world champion who you what do you have to say yeah <laughs> oh that would be incredible yeah i don't know how, like I think they pretty much painted themselves into a corner MJF himself included, where no matter what he does at this point, he is going to be loved. Yeah. <laughs> and when he gets that title, unless, it, it, unless he shows up with it on raw and right. I don't, like, it's, for some reason, people might think that's awesome yeah. too. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I really don't see what they what he could do at this point to not be a babyface once no. he wins the belt. Yeah, no, he's they're gonna have to. I think the original plan. I think I, I mentioned to you the the um the dynamite after full gear. I think is in Chicago. Yeah, I think the original plan was probably for him, like if CM Punk was champion, for him to beat CM Punk and then go to Chicago and they'd try to make him a heel there, which I don't even know if that would work because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because that at the pay-per-view in Chicago, I mean, they, they changed his name when he won the, the chip. So he might not even be, be a heel in Chicago. Wow. What a, here's the whole world eating out of his hand. It's yeah. amazing. Um, well, sh should we speak of the speculation of his quote unquote, uh, free agency yeah for sure okay because we can even plug the show <laughs> yes uh apparently 
it's not been announced by AEW, but people that break the news, we're not breaking this. We don't claim to know anything. This is what we read on the internet. So there's our source. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not a real source. <laughs> um, apparently, um, MJF signed a an extension a while back or previously, and there will not be a bidding war of 2024. But all I'm going to say is if we go back to like literally like episode one or two of this <laughs> podcast, I made the asinine claim <laughs> that I and I truly believe that that MJF was signed, sealed and delivered way back then before the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb was all was, st- was step one of the plan. And we all know where I stand on the work and all that, which is, again, all part of the plan. But if that's true kudos mjf yeah i definitely think i don't know how far back he signed i don't like but at least from when he came back to tv right my thinking was yeah he definitely signed because they wouldn't put him they wouldn't push him back to like a world title level angle exactly without knowing (laughs) that he was planning on resigning and i guess the general thing that the internet's thinking was oh no they pushed him so that he He you know be more likely to to be more likely to resign but like they have a million guys like they could they could have made anyone champion if they thought he was going to leave especially with like the instability around the AEW title with like even the first time with punk getting injured and the interim title like they're not gonna put a world title on someone and then have them walk out on them yeah i mean i and we, we can maybe eat our words one day but i'm gonna have to throw this out there do you think there is anybody that will be the like undertaker or Shawn michaels of like AEW where Oh, and like never life. leave. Yeah, for life, just be there. Mm, in terms, like, does this group who've wrestled elsewhere before or not? Oh yeah, like I mean, if I think Mox is never leaving, I think Mox is going to be there for ever from now on. I, I agree to that. He, I mean, he obviously had a success, successful WWE run, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere ever i think he he's perfectly he wants i think he actually wants to be that guy who's like you know 50 years old and still comes out for aw shows like i think he actually wants that i could see maybe jericho even going back for like a hall of fame induction or something but i think mox i think mox is is there forever in terms of the younger guys it's really hard to say because i mean they're all younger guys right so i don't i mean if you're even like someone like darby allen i mean if if triple h comes and goes here's five times as much money like yeah of course like why wouldn't you leave like (laughs) see i like he was the one that i was going to say i could totally see turning down the money he's the least he's the least likely for me to leave for me to see leaving out of all the younger guys for sure just because i think and this is just totally me i've never met the guy i don't know the guy but i think that would be a really cool like like resume point for darby that he would wear as like a badge of honor to be like, yeah, I turned down $3 million a year. Right. WWE, why? Just because. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I could see him doing that. Um, but yeah, everybody else I could see going and at least pulling the, uh, like the Cody, want the headline mania. At right. Least once, you know, right. Once that, I mean, like you said, these young guys like MJF, uh, Sammy Guevara, like 
they don't know anything besides WWE. I mean, they know the indies because they wrestled in them, but they grew up watching John Cena and yeah. Rock, like. And for the outside of the last three years, like when they dreamed of making it big, it was right. WWE. Like that's the only that's the right. only option they had. So I'm sure they all dreamed of being at WrestleMania and winning the WWE title and at the time probably meeting Vince McMahon. And right. that dream doesn't just necessarily disappear. Right. I mean, and it I mean, the, Vince, the, Vince, the Vince McMahon part does, well, but yeah. not the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't because, I mean, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like there's, there's a guy that's probably in his mid twenties playing in the AHL right now that might not ever get called up, but he's going to keep playing based on that dream. Right. You know, like it's funny that I said 25 and I made it sound like he was like this old dude that had like two minutes. To live. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, if, if you're in your mid twenties in the AHL, I'm sorry, buddy. The dreams. <laughs> but like, even for, I mean, AW is three years old, right? So exactly. It would be really cool obviously, and they'd, they'd take it as a great accomplishment for, you know, if Darby Allen won or Sammy Guevara or any of them, MJF won the AEW title. Like, that would be really cool and a great achievement and the yeah. biggest achievement of their career, for sure. But as much as we like AEW, it's not the WWE title. Like, the WWE title is the, oh, you know, yeah. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you exactly. know, Rick Undertaker, Flair. Ric Flair, like, they've right. all held, you, there's, I'm sure there's a part of every wrestler who wants to win that belt. Or that that absolutely that lineage I mean, of title, like like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, uh, yeah, Triple H, like I mean, literally everybody except the Miz was worthy of that belt. <laughs> and, no, I no mean, there was there was a Jinder Mahal reign in there that I'm kind of questionable, and there was a couple Vince McMahon. There was a couple questionable, but yeah. <laughs> but, you gotta admit though, when McMahon was champion, that was amazing television. Yeah, <laughs> everybody hated McMahon. It was oh my god, it's terrible, but the best television ever. Anyway, but yeah, it is a title that you'd want to win. So I could see uh, if any of these guys left and said, "I want to, I want to be at WrestleMania and I want a chance to win the WWE title," I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, like yeah, totally." I, even if it's not the money, even if the money's the same, I could be like, "Yeah, I get it." Like, yeah, that's what oh, yeah. that's what you wanted when you were, you know. 16 years old and you started doing this like you dreamed of that so like i totally get it like you didn't dream of wrestling at full gear <laughs> right wow, which was... not a not a not a shot at full gear but like it's not it's not wrestlemania like it's not so <laughs> that was just unironically the most funny thing you've ever said <laughs> like it was just <laughs> i mean it caught me that was a good one um just here okay here's another what if scenario before we get into rampage uh, do you think that um, AEW ever gets or does a Hall of Fame? Um, I mean, TNA Impact has a Hall of Fame. I think AEW will wait. I don't think they're going to do I was thinking about this. Like, well, they do. They'll do it for like a milestone birthday, right? Like the not like, like their 10. fourth birthday, like 10 right. or something. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it at five because that I think they'll see that as too young. Uh, but I can true. I could see like the 10th anniversary if if they have a hall of fame then i could see that happening yeah that would be that'd be cool who, who who would be your pick to go in first if he's still there probably jericho just based on 
on yeah. his entire like his entire career like if they treated like wwe treats their hall of fame and it's like for basically all your accomplishments not just the ones in this company um right. jericho even if they treat it just on AEW accomplishments chris jericho yeah yeah and yeah, i think have to be. I, I could see the only reason that they would do a hall of fame at like the five-year anniversary instead is so they could induct jericho before wwe inducted jericho Oh man, that'd be awesome. But that's the only way. But yeah, I would say Chris Jericho for sure. <clears throat> but see, he would only be they if if he went to the AEW Hall of Fame first, they would announce him as the first time Hall of Famer. Yes. <laughs> Whereas if if WWE puts him in the Hall of Fame, it will be a he will be a two time Hall of Famer in AEW's right. eyes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which is absurd, but hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like he's an eight like he's an eight time world champion. Right. Uh, that's just so dumb. Anyways, <laughs> on to Rampage. Um, another live Rampage, which it, we forgot about, which was awesome. Yeah, and it was Daly's Place, which was kind of fun. It was so fun to be back at Daly's Place. Uh, I mean, and you, you brought it out before the show even started. The, the very first match were two teams that made names for themselves at Daily Place. The the acclaimed versus varsity athletes. I almost said varsity blondes. I almost <laughs> said mark, smart mark money. Um it was well really not well Nice was there, but I guess Jeff yeah. Woods really it must have been really cool for the acclaimed though, because I mean they wrestled yeah. in Daily's place in front of nobody. So right. the fact that they then got now got to come out in front of her, whatever capacity Daily's place holds and have like everyone cheering them and you know, doing their catchphrase oh, yeah. like that was really cool. The claim must be like thrilled with how things are turning out for them right now, and they should be, as they should be. Yes, it's all so deserved and so fun. And I mean, yeah, you know, Max's rap was great and had a ratings, <laughs> had a line about the ratings in there, which was yeah. wonderful. Uh, and it was just a good match, all in all. Um, can't say enough about Woods and Nice. Like they are so great as heels, and then you add Smart Mark. They are like low key, high end heels in this company, and people don't realize that. Yeah, and they're what you would call like company guys. Like they make they they look like idiots all the time. Like yes. they lose they lose all the time <laughs> in like embarrassing fashion, and like they look they look. Like they got outsmarted and like, but like they're perfectly fine with it. Like they just, yeah. for all I know, and they just come out and do it again next week. And like they're, they dig, they, they do with Tony Nese and Josh Woods are like clearly very good wrestlers. Like they could oh, win yeah. matches, but they're, they seem to just be fine with like the role that they're in because why not? I and mean, this is, this is getting them probably more TV time than they would get if they were like just wrestlers. Exactly. And, the, the, seems like they understand that like they know oh being with smart mark and being you know made fun of sometimes is probably better than if i was just generic wrestler a <laughs> right um the thing that i like about it is like i they're, they're kind of like a stepping stone yes like you kind of have to beat them to I, I hate to say it because it sounds like they're jobbers. I'm not trying to make them sound cheap. 
but they're like if you beat them you're you're in basically right. i don't know yeah. if that's you know what i mean but i also think they're setting up that they're going to make a push for something and but i just not yet though <laughs> like there's a reason that they're being used so much yeah i think this is a this is one of the other one of the the things that is like in my eyes i think it's holding on for like whenever roh gets that show yeah i feel yeah. like they could be they could be a really good roh team um oh, absolutely just like i like jay lethal gets a lot of tv time and i feel like that's kind of in the same vein like we have we want to make you a centerpiece of our other show but we don't have that yet so we're going to put you on on this show right and that makes sense i mean once i mean we did kind of get an announcement <laughs> i mean it was pretty vague basically tony said there's good news coming for ring of honor and did he it he said 2023 but it wasn't even like early 2023 no just... like he said he said we hope and he didn't even say like when the show is coming he's like we hope to have news for you in 2023 like, oh, yeah so i mean it was really it was sauce. really vague it was really vague yeah um but anyways back to the match between the acclaimed varsity athletes um billy gunn got himself ejected which i actually thought was cool because yeah. then it, it got rid of the stigma that they claim don't need Billy Gunn. Right. Um, uh, the acclaimed hit the the mic drop combination with starts with the super kick. Are they do they don't call it anything, do they? I don't think so. Not okay. like the combination part, no. Yeah. It's... They call it the other thing the scissor me timbers, but that's not this. Yeah, but that was the thing they did to Smart Mark, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, they get the clean win over the varsity athletes. Uh, Daddy ass comes back down, throws smart mark in the ring, and that's when they hit. Which I'm just going to go out online and say it. There's no way that that does not hurt both people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way. I'm sorry. That just looks like it sucks. <laughs> I also just want to say I love that smart mark is like. In storylines, you know, a genius lawyer, but he continues to have his cases settled by, through wrestling matches. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, he's like, Wardlow, I'm settling this, then you're going to fight 20 security guards. And yes, I have this trademark, but I'm going to put it up in a wrestling match. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Like, if you have a trademark, you could just not put it in wrestling. <laughs> you could just keep the trademark. There's right, no need. Yeah, like, There's yeah, no like, need at all to put it on the line in a wrestling match. <laughs> literally the week after you bought it. So you just <laughs> wasted the money. <laughs> on the off chance that your team wins, yeah. Right. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> well, Jade, Jade gave her foreshadowing on Tuesday that if she did not get her belt back she was going to take over Rampage well her and Tony have a little segment back T Tony Schiavone I'm sorry not Tony Khan or Tony Storm been, or Tony Storm that is true <laughs> that would have been awesome though if she told Tony Khan off just saying <laughs> please let that happen that'd be badass um, <laughs> and you know Jade is the, nobody can touch her. She's pure gold. Yeah, her she, her 
promos are like it, it was actually good that they got like Stokely and Smart Mark away from her because she doesn't need them. Right. She she said this is your warning. Either get my belt back or I'm taking over this show. She let her presence be known and People complain that Jade's promos are never long. Long, they need to be longer. I think they're perfect. Like, I don't think she needs to say anymore. Yeah, I agree. There's, there seems to be this. I don't know. There's this feeling that like this is what a wrestler is supposed to do. Like they're supposed to cut long promos and then have like True. technical matches and like. But like, no, there's a lot of successful wrestlers, and this isn't a knock on them. There's a lot of you know Kevin Nash's and Bill Goldberg's and guys like that who like Andre the Giants who like they didn't cut <laughs> they didn't cut great promo I mean Kevin Nash did but they didn't cut you know especially great promos they didn't have especially technical matches but like they had a thing they had an ultimate warrior thing right where like right. they could and not saying Jade is the ultimate warrior she's better in the ring but she doesn't have to cut a 10 minute promo and then have a 25 minute match like her thing is different right. her her thing is is a her own character and it's she does things differently and that's perfectly good yeah it's i mean i just don't get why people can't see that it, it, and being different is what makes it that's what makes it right <laughs> like if they just tried to make jade like everybody else I, I, she wouldn't be special right like, I mean, not saying that she she's still athletic. I mean, she could still move and do all that stuff. But then, if you're just a cookie cutter, then I don't care about you. <laughs> right, like 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 Serena Deeb. I love Serena Deeb. I think she's great. Oh, but if like if Jade was just Serena Deeb, but we don't need that. We already have a Serena Deeb. Exactly. We don't need an we don't need another one, right? So let her do her own thing. Exactly. It it goes back to people always used to say what with. Uh, Owen and, and Bret Hart like oh if Bret only had Owen's personality well Owen had Owen's personality and they were pretty equivalent in the ring right and there was a reason why Bret was still on top right I mean Bret had it right Owen almost had it but Bret didn't need to do all the stuff that Owen needed to do and yeah I mean, they, they were no of course not <laughs> but they have different you know there, there's people who are star have star qualities who have like yes they're not just personality wise like not everyone is the rock with their with their promos but like they have in the ring they have a star quality or in the just how they carry themselves like right people are different like jade has like not just her size like she's tall and well built but like if she walks into a room like you pay attention to her yes it, yeah if jade wasn't on tv every week and you were at your local starbucks and that woman walked in, you would turn your head and be like, that has to be somebody. <laughs> right. And I don't even think, I don't even think it's like the fact that she's tall and well-built. I think just she carries herself in a certain way that you, yes. you pay attention to her. Yeah. You'd almost snap a picture and be like, this person's either like a rock star or like right. something. Like she's got to be a celebrity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, But she, she, she put her foot in that. That was, that was Tony Khan's warning. He should have heated it, just saying. Um, we had a Eddie Kingston promo. And it, it, did he kind of challenge Pac? Yeah, a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> I I kind of liked I liked this because it was it it, allu- it also alluded back to a couple things. One, where Eddie had that weird era where and during the pandemic when he was with the, allied with the Lucha Bros when Pac was not there. Oh yeah, That's, and they yeah, just like put Ed, they just put Eddie in the group and then Pac came back and they were like, now it's back again, Death Triangle. <laughs> like they just and I get why they did that. That was the pandemic, so whatever. Right, but. It it like it alluded back to that. Like the Lucha Bros are still his friends, and Pac is still kind of like, I don't like you. So, I like that. I I do think he kind of challenged Pac. I hope he, I hope he wins. Like I hope he, <laughs> I hope he wins, and I hope he gets a big moment and gets to do something. Well, well I just want Eddie to win something. <laughs> like they're, they're they're slowly building this character on uh, elevation now. Of Eddie going too far, right? Like on on the dark, the one that I ended up seeing. Um, yes, he 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 keeps his hold on for a bit longer, and uh, Ortiz has to be like, "Hey, buddy, calm down." Like, and, yeah. Well, they did it again this week. Okay. And Eddie, like Ortiz, breaks it up, and then Eddie, like he calms down, and he does the old like, oh, "I'm gonna go over here," and he grabs a chair and, and just starts like smashing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, he goes to run back in the ring, and then. Ortiz like calms him down again and <laughs> and I, I I see exactly what they're doing um, because they kept alluding to Eddie you're going to get fined again if you don't settle down right like, they're blurring the lines like Eddie's too real right but that, that that's just dangerous though because if Eddie keeps doing this then like how's he gonna like how are you gonna get him to win right (laughs) you know like oh he he wins and then he does too much and then then he gets disqualified well then as a character i mean we have some suspension of disbelief but if someone keeps breaking the rules they're eventually gonna get fired right and (laughs) he'd have yeah i'll have to have a moment where he like i don't know goes to therapy or or has some (laughs) life-changing moment where he's like i'm not gonna do this anymore yeah yeah, so like you can't let it go too far, or you have to have some sort of plan, or like he'll challenge someone to like a no holds barred match, and they'll be too scared, like that he's gonna kill him. Like, right? There's it can get really dark. Like, <laughs> you just got to be careful, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, moving right along, FTW Championship match. Um, we're gonna give Davari a round of applause. Because I think he gave Hook his best match of his career so far. He also gave Hook arguably the fakest looking stack of money. (laughs) I've ever ever seen anyone give anyone. Like, I'm not American, and I know that's not American money. (laughs) It's like printed on just white white paper. (laughs) With black ink. It was like someone Xeroxed a five. And then they just kept making it before the show they're like oh man we forgot to get the fake money it's okay just photocopy some money it'll be fine right. <laughs> it was so great it was it was actually added to the match seriously that was incredible <laughs> that he had a lot of fake money um hook took control early and i actually thought they were going to make it a squash i i thought it was really cool i don't know if this was on purpose uh if it was on purpose kudos because the little when Davari took over I didn't see that coming I thought that was yeah. really cool um, <clears throat> excuse me 
uh, Davari did take control, and he worked Hook for a solid three to four minutes, I would say. I mean, he worked him through the commercial break, uh, come back from commercial, Hook took back over. Um, he taps Davari with the red rum, and as I, I said in the notes, that was by far Hook's best match to date. Uh, who do you think beats Hook? Or or does anybody beat Hook? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody... I mean, ha- Hook running with the FEW title, like, he's another person like, like Jade, where he does... If he just had the FEW title and just beat people every couple weeks, like, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like, I don't need him to necessarily you know, have anything to his character other than what he has right now. Cause he's, he's another yeah. person who's, he's not big, like he's not a big guy, but he has, you know, some star power. Like he's, yeah, he seems different from everyone else. So like that, if he just continued to have FTW title matches against random people and win them for a while, like I, I'm fine with that. Totally. Um, Like, and it's funny. I didn't realize this till right now. Like, <laughs> He's undefeated, but I don't even know his record. But we know Jade's. Like they tell us Jade's, they don't tell right. us Hooks. <laughs> yeah, I Hook was like thirteen or I don't know, fifteen, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very interesting how there's a male and female undefeated yeah, going but, on, but we really only know one. <laughs> yeah, they never really mention Hooks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I don't know who I would pick to beat him i mean i know that uh you know the ftw belt is like unsanctioned so it really doesn't matter who would win it uh to be perfectly honest with you like i know this sounds dumb and it doesn't even sound on like their level but if if you keep this going for a longer period of time and hook starts to get I don't want to say stale with F, but when it comes time to move on with it, right. your belt, I, I'd like to see, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, uh, either Pillman or, or honestly, Griff Garrison with the FTW belt. Okay. I could see that. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that. I, I think both are worthy of that. Uh, and especially like, I'm not saying have this happen tomorrow, but, Right, you know they're going to keep getting better. Hook's going to keep getting better, and eventually, Hook with the belt's going to get a little stale, and it's going to be time to move on. That'd be a nice little surprise, guys. Yeah, homegrown, another homegrown guy beating a homegrown guy. It's yeah, great. I could see that. I have no yeah. problem with that, especially because it's not technically a real title. It, it right, it's, it's know, something it's... that matters. Like they can put it. It makes the matches right. more important, but it's not actually a, a real title. So yeah, it, I can see that. Yeah, it's like kind of going back to <laughs> saying the varsity athletes are kind of like stepping stones like that's being stone that's your, right. your you know your it's your first uh your first up rank i guess or rank up whatever you want to call it um now th- this next segment with lexi nair and the firm i'm going to get into a little bit of elevation get in a little spoiler so if you don't want your uh, elevation ruin. Just fast forward for a few minutes here. But Lexi Nair backstage with the firm, and Ethan Page kind of takes the lead, which I thought was awesome because I definitely thought Stokely was going to be the mouthpiece 
and it really looks like it's going to be Ethan Page and Matt Hardy kind of going insane at the end of this. <laughs> I, like, Sto- I, Stokely's reaction to whatever was, Matt Hardy. Was, I don't even know what Matt Hardy said. Like it was some weird rap. Tell you. <laughs> like, yes. I, I think it was yes. rap. Um, but Stokely's reaction to be like, uh, okay. <laughs> like it was, it was great. Just the way he, no. re- the way he responded. Oh, it was. I don't even think he said anything. Wonderful. He kind of just like made no. a face, but it was great. It was wonderful. Um, so fast forward. The, the, oh, they say Matt Hardy's going to have a match, and they're going to be a ringside, and blah blah blah. It was a little weird not to not to interrupt what you're saying. It was a little yeah. weird to me that they were like, "Oh, you don't get TV time. We're going to put you on elevation," which normally they don't consider elevation lower. Like they they've never said that on TV before. Well, this is what I'm going to get at. This, the firm is basically the internet. Uh, okay, that's cool. Yes. So, so tonight, after after they they said Matt Hardy wasn't allowed to use his finisher, the twist of fate. So Matt Hardy finishes his match with the twist of fate, and, and Ethan Page grabs the mic, and he says, "You can't do that." What you're you're gonna be the the bad wheel in the firm? Like you're gonna bring us down with your attitude? You have this, <laughs> obviously. So he was like, "I, we're gonna fine you fifty thousand dollars." So then he pushes, uh, he, and Ethan like he grabs the mic again and he says, "You're making this a dangerous work environment. You know what? <laughs> Don't show up next week." You're suspended. Oh, it was so good. So yeah, the firm is basically the internet now. That's funny. And I I love it, and I hope they keep it going. <laughs> yes, oh, it, it's the best. It's the greatest angle going on, and I'm so happy for Ethan Page. Yes, Ethan Page definitely deserves a, a pro- prominent role. I, I'm still bummed. I understand why they did it, but I wish we could have seen on TV his Canadian welcome. Yeah, I get it, but come on. I mean, even when Bret Hart was a heel, when he was in Canada, right. they let him be cheered. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I understand because it was supposed to be like, look how mean he is treating Matt Hardy right. so badly. But yeah, it it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool, it, especially. I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but because it, it was his first time there. Yeah, you know, like that was his first time. Like the next time he's back. It's not going to be the first time, obviously. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, he had the moment, but it's not. It wasn't right. on TV. It just wasn't on TV. And right. Um. Now, as powerful as the MJF segment was with Regal, we had a segment at the end of the Willow Nightingale versus Leia the Gray match that it wasn't powerful, but boy, was it. It was another segment in history. It was great. Um, the announced team really put over Layla at the beginning, or, um, excuse me, put over Willow at the beginning of this match, uh, which makes a lot of sense why they did that. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> happened to Penelope Ford? Does anyone said what happened? To, like, was she actually hurt or did they just change the match? Yeah, like... she, no, no. Someone, uh, I don't, it was another wrestler tweeted out, like, get well soon, Penelope. Um, okay, so... but we don't actually know what it was. Yeah, they, hopefully it's they, not bad because she just came back pretty uh, recently. Yeah, so. I know. Or and like when it said get well soon, like maybe she's even just sick. Like, yeah, that's always said we know. get well soon. Yeah, right. Um, 
but anyways, uh, Kiera hit uh, hits Willow with a super kick, which if that's any like look into the future for Kiera Hogan, that super kick even looked better than the last time we saw her in the ring. Right. No disrespect. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's putting in the work that, that looked really good. Um, Layla took control eh, about halfway through the match. And this, I'm going to give the crowd credit. The crowd, it was like an eighties wrestling crowd. Like they willed Willow back in this match. Yeah, which which it fits too because Willow's gimmick yes. is kind of like it's. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but in a good way. Like yeah. she's like smiley and friendly, but like it doesn't. You know, that's what like she's. That's her personality, and it's not cheesy lame. It's cheesy fun. Yes, yes. And she hits the she hits the doctor bomb and gets the clean win. And as her music hits, they send Tony Schiavone to the ring. And they surprise her with the uh, Willow is All Elite graphic, which yes. us fans have been asking for for many, many months. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was cool that they gave her a little surprise. Yeah, that was fun. Apparently, she's been signed for a while. Right. But they, they wanted to give her a, a big moment. So that was cool. Yeah, that was that was just fun. Like, it was so well-deserved. And... And again, it's the little things that AEW does. Like, yes, they could have sent out a tweet and we would have been just as happy. But the fact that they took that moment on their live television show for her. Right. It was just super cool. Like, And it was at Daily's Place, which is kind of like a you know big venue yeah. for AEW. Like it's like a, a home crowd sort of. So that was that yeah. was cool. Super cool. And I love the way that they set it up because from that point is when jade took over the show yeah it was like jade doesn't even care if there's someone else new here yeah i know some people were kind of annoyed being like oh that took away from willow's moment that jade you know they just went straight to jade but like you know you're right jade doesn't care like right why, why would she care that's her character yeah. being like i don't care about you like this is about me now <laughs> right right and it made so much sense because yeah. she warned tony khan i'm just gonna take over the show it was it was perfect do you think that I know she's already faced her, but do you think Willow could be the one who beats Jade? I think so now that she's official. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I know she's faced her a couple times already, but I could see her coming back again and being like, "Okay, you beat me twice, but can you beat me again?" Like, yeah, I could see that. And I could see them using this is a like Willow being like, "Um, excuse me, you took right. my moment." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. That would be really um, cool. Anyway. Again, we talked about Jade being money. She called Nyla Rose a bum ass thief. <laughs> that was those are the three coolest words ever put together in a sentence. I know this was an only an hour show, so this this couldn't have been longer. But I would have liked for her to like take over the show for a while, like just to like right. She'll stay in, and then another match comes out. She's like, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. I yeah. I said I'm sa- you can do the match later. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna stay here for a while and just like <laughs> stay there for you know five or ten minutes, just like and go to break and then come back and she's still there. Like that oh, would be fun. Great. <laughs> uh, I I also love that that was obviously not Jade's car. Like, right? It, <laughs> it was like like no disrespect to Ford or Chevy, but there's no way Jade's driving like right. Ford or Chevy. Come on, and it's it's clearly just some rental car they got for right. this. 
Yeah, and I thought I just like thought that was hilarious. They got it. They got it with the fake money from earlier in the show. Right. right. That's what. Yeah, that's how they paid for that. Right. <laughs> the fake money. Uh, but we had the uh, probably the all-time funniest main event. Um, oh, we didn't even we didn't even mention Nyla singing her song. That was great. <laughs> I, I I missed that. I, I'm, uh, glad, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, you she's that she's up. saying that "What's Going On" song with Jade. It was great. It, yeah, at the end of that segment, I I lost my cable for like a minute. Uh, yeah, no, she um, sang a song, and it was Nyla's hilarious. So I'm glad that she gets to be hilarious on TV now. I'm gonna have to. I, I never thought about that. I wanted to look that up. I'm gonna have to look that up now. Yeah, she's fun. Um, I like this. Oh, it's a great. It's so great. She is. <laughs> so deserving of this and i like because she took the belt and like obviously that's a ludicrous thing to just be like i'm taking the belt and you can't yes. have it like it's it is but they're like kind of making it realistic like jade wants it back and this is how nala keeps getting away like it's <laughs> right they, it's not just like they're because realistically i mean you're all at the same show like jade could just walk over and take right. it right <laughs> and that's never happened right. So, right. but they're trying to explain why that's never happened and i like it Oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's so like Simpsons. Yeah. It's like clearly silly, but it's like good yes. silly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the first week, whenever Jade is beating people up on the ramp and Nyla just like walked by real slow. <laughs> like, it was so like Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah. It was perfect. And it's making Jade seem like, I mean, Jade already seems pretty tough, but like she seems like a tough, no nonsense. And then like Nyla's like, haha, like just being jokey yeah. beside her. Like it, it's a good yeah. contrast. Yes. Oh, uh, it's it's so fun, and it, it, it's got to come to a head soon. Like I don't think they're gonna. I mean, I would love to see them have this go all the way to full gear. Uh, do you think it lasts? I, I mean, I, my first thought was yes, but that's I mean, but it's a few, still a few more weeks. How how many times can Jade like run away with the title? I don't know. I mean, right. Nyla run away with the title. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, it, it's please let it go for as long as you can because <laughs> this is great. Um, main event time, and as I was saying before, before I, I jumped ahead here, um, Orange Cassidy and Mark Henry. I, I <laughs> that was great it was the funniest thing it's like the second time he's done it to mark yeah he like just likes to mess with mark henry it's funny <laughs> he goes well it's time hey that's my line <laughs> oh it's so good uh orange cassidy versus 10 versus roosh weird setup for this match too because it was supposed to not be orange cassidy <laughs> that he just showed up and was like why don't i be in the match <laughs> right and they did it via YouTube or like right, yeah, Snapchat or something. It was weird <laughs> how they set this up. And the best and... part of that setup, though, is when he's like, "Right, Tony," and Tony Khan's just standing there, being like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it done so well. But weird, strange that but they weird. It, yes, I I don't. I mean, I guess maybe they thought ten versus Roosh isn't like a big enough match. But it's weird to just, it's weird for Orange Cassidy to be like, hey, you guys have an unrelated issue. Do you want to compete for my title instead? Like, it's right. a little strange. It just, this whole thing, and I understand the possibility of the Andrade thing, if it's real or not, messing up this whole thing. Right. But 
as you've said a million times, people already like Roosh more than they like Andrade. Yeah, and he's already like no no offense to Andrade, but he's already right. more interesting. He's already more interesting than Andrade. <laughs> right. So it, to me, it's like, did they have to add Orange Cassidy? I mean, I'm kind of glad they did because there's a rocking match. Yeah. But if it was weird. Gonna, yeah. If you were going to drop anything, you think they would have dropped 10. But I'm glad that they added instead of dropped. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad 10 got the the match that he deserved. because it was. A I also match. love that they still call him 10 when all the rest of them just have full names now. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also his gimmick is now the Sean Spears yeah. <laughs> NXT gimmick that I just found out about. I really hope they have a match. 10 against Sean Spears. Oh, that would be incredible. And they just like keep saying 10 to each other. That would be great. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, speaking of 10, him and Roosh attack each other at the beginning of the match, and Orange Cassidy just backed into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was amazing. Uh, oh, let's also talk about Orange Cassidy. Um, still has the belt in the backpack, which, which I love. Amazing. It is the greatest way to carry a title ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they always explain because he doesn't like carrying things. I, I like because they, they they explained it this week that he doesn't like carrying things. I mean, with his hands, like he'll carry it on right. his back. He just doesn't right. like to hold it. He doesn't like to hold it in his hand. Like he has something against like holding something in his hand. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is a belt. He could have just wore it around his waist. Right. <laughs> that would have been like, but no, it's in a backpack. It's incredible. <laughs> Uh, whenever Roosh faked the, I think it's called the bull's horns. Yeah. And just ran and kicked Orange Cassidy in the chest. <laughs> that was gnarly. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Like, that has to hurt. Yeah. Um, the, uh, when Roosh and Ten caught Orange Cassidy after he did the suicide dive and go to, that go to choke slam him through the table that didn't break. Oh, I like I had nightmares. Like my back still hurts. That was oh, it was terrible. Um, we had Danhausen. I forgot to mention. Yeah, Danhausen was at ringside. Um, Danhausen was trying to revive Orange Cassidy after the table didn't break. Uh, then. Out of left field, I think this is going to come into play later. Did you notice that Jose the assistant saved 10? Yes. I, do you think they're going to use that to their advantage to try to get 10 to join? Yeah, I could the, see that. I mean, they'll, the they, they'll, they'll play it off as like, oh, we know we we wanted Roosh to win the match, so we were trying to – but yeah, I could, I could see them being like, see, if you were with us, then we could do yeah, that for you all the time. Yeah. yeah, where where was the dark order? Right. You know, yeah. Oh, that's. And then Danhausen, boom, punch to the groin on Jose <laughs> the assistant. I love these little Danhausen moments we've been getting. Yeah, they're great. They're so great, and he's obviously just fun. But it's it's so fun to see him every week. And it's entertainment. Yeah, it's entertaining. Everyone loves him. It's it's just like it. You know, he's not trying to be anything other than Danhausen. Like he's not trying to be right. you know serious. He's Danhausen. He knows he's like the two minute joke part of the right. show, and it's it's funny. 
and you know people could say what they want about him but if it's obvious when you see people complain about him on the internet they've never watched one second of what right. he does right <laughs> because it's all it takes it's yeah. one second and you're in i mean it's, it's like orange it. cassidy like he seems he seems ridiculous if you've never really seen him yeah right yeah. like the you know the little kick thing and the the hands in his pockets like it seems it seems stupid but it's actually really funny and entertaining yeah and hey more power to dan housing the less For he sure. has to do the longer we get dan housing right he like barely has to wrestle and he still right he gets to be on tv all the time so good for him right uh roosh took control after the whole dan housing thing until 10 almost got the pin which roosh had to break up which kind of negated the uh <laughs> the save <Right>. by jose <laughs> but right. you know whatever uh orange cassidy hits the beach break clean pin on i think he pinned 10 i apologize i didn't write it down but i think that's who he pinned and what a match what a week uh it was just all all around good fun yeah it was great i mean dynamite dynamite uh, before the hangman injury um was like an all-time great episode of dynamite like it was if that if that show had ended the way that it was supposed to end that would have been one of the the best tv wrestling shows i've seen in a while and then rampage was just rampage was just fun like it was not there was no like serious big matches but like it was just fun like fun stuff happened the acclaim were there danhausen was there jade was there like it was just fun now my my question for you do you think they tried something special on Wednesday to make up for like the unfortunate ending they had um maybe they haven't said much about Wednesday have they uh the the card looks amazing i haven't i haven't actually i haven't paid much attention what have, what what's going on on Wednesday yeah just keep talking for a minute let me let me find this. I think what they'll do is they're, they're obviously going to try to build um, to Moxley and, and MJF. I could see they haven't really had promo time between just the two of them um, one-on-one. So I think building off of the, the Regal Mox, uh, the Regal MJF promo, I think they'll do something mm-hmm. along those lines. I don't know what they'll do in terms of you know big moments, but just having Moxley and an MJF in a promo will be a big moment on its own. Well, okay, we got what a card. Uh, <laughs> for this Wednesday, we have Jericho and Garcia versus Claudio oh, yeah. and Wheeler. Yep. Uh, Danielson Garcia. Uh, oh, I mean, Danielson Guevara, excuse me. Yep. Uh, Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, FTR. And Swerve in Our Glory and yep. Moxley versus Penta. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like how they continue that Mox is just like facing random people because he likes to. Yeah, he decided he wanted to be open challenge. And for some reason, cool. the internet has a problem with that. Like, <laughs> I mean, then win the title yourself and say it's not open challenge. The anymore. internet have a problem with something that's new. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? They hate everything. (laughs) I was thinking, did you notice, um, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, like off the podcast. Did you think Dynamite had like a a different feel to it than most weeks? Yeah, 
It, it definitely did. Uh, and its production value seemed higher. Right. Like they, they produced it. It was a bit, maybe it was, few, it was fewer matches or, or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. They made each match kind of its own thing. Like it had a little video before it. Yes. And yeah. I liked it. I, I was just going to say, I liked it too. And it goes back to, um, I forget what podcast it was on, but, oh, it was on the infamous media scrum. Whenever Jericho said, you know, we're a professional company now. We need to start acting like it. Right. So, you know, the other company has a bomb graphics team. Well, AEW now has a bomb graphics team. Right. You know, so it's it's the little things that we're starting to see. There's, it's super cool. Yeah, uh, and I think they can, and I think they can still do kind of like the old, you know, 1990s feel with, you know, just some better production value. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're seeing that weekly and it's it's just it's fun because you're seeing it in real time yes yeah. you know it, it, i mean is as much of a major company as ecw was ecw always had money problems right <laughs> so you never knew if the last show that you watched was going to be the last show that you've watched right <laughs> You know, so it's good to see an upstart from the beginning that you know has a, a solid future. Like AEW is going to last as long as Tony Khan wants it to. Right. I even mean, if I, I could see even like the, I, the only way it would possibly fail is if they just lost all their TV slots. But because of the right. way the internet works now, I mean, that ne necessarily wouldn't even kill them because they could have a show on the internet. That Very true. You know, uh, and it's just going to be a matter of time before we always talk about AW getting a streaming service. If they would score that or score a part of HBO Max or something, would they really even need TV? Honestly. Right. I mean, you know, from that point on, I mean, unless, I mean, there are people, I mean, I'm in this group myself because it's the first thing i thought of is and if unless they would run dynamite live from the streaming service there would be no need for cable but right. i'd be i'd have to watch it instantly so right <laughs> that's just me uh but some people don't care about that some people would watch it the next day uh and i just that's really no if you think about it I don't see Warner really caring because it's still under the, I mean, because they own TBS anyway, you know? Right. So either way, you're getting your view. So I don't know how that would work. It'd be interesting though. Um, well, I, I'm going to take this opportunity to thank everybody for listening because we went up yet again. We had the biggest week ever we've ever had last week. So thank you, everybody. That was awesome. Yes. Uh, thank you. Definitely. Keep, uh, keep spreading the word. Uh, it's we're, we're growing. Um, it's fun. It's fun to see everybody. It's fun to interact with everybody. Uh, so thank you first and foremost. Um, 
Rick, do you have anything to add or? Um, I don't think it? so. I, I think I've, I've gone off topic enough throughout the course of the podcast yeah. that I've said all the things I need to say. Yeah, same here. So, well, on that note, we'll, we'll wrap up a little bit. So everybody, thank you again. I uh, can't stress that enough for the listens, for the, uh, for subbing and all that. Please keep it up. Like, yes, subscribe, like, share, retweet. subscribe. Yes. Rate all the, Rate. all the things, yes. all the things you need to do. Uh, and follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Elite City Pod. Um, we follow back. Uh, we tag people and join the uh, join the fun. Um, we've thrown around some ideas that we have coming up in the in the future, so stay tuned for that. Um, that'll be fun. Um, next week, for just a heads up, I'm going to be out of town, so next week's episode will be later than normal so uh just a heads up for that we're not skipping a week but it'll just be later um uh tomorrow i will be celebrating my 43 43 dumb my 43rd (laughs) year on earth so happy happy early birthday thank you uh so if you see me online tomorrow i probably won't be online because i have a lot of family stuff to do but say hello and um if I'm not drunk, I will answer you back. <laughs> going out with my dad, so I'll probably have a few too many. Um, anyways, just uh, thank you for everybody. It's been cool. This project that we started not that long ago it seems to be going in a really cool place. So thank you again. Um, on that note, thanks for the listens. Uh, that was the week that was the title tuesday that was as taz would say (laughs) um thank you again and happy halloween enjoy the holiday uh watch halloween ends because it's better than everybody says it is and don't (laughs) listen to the reviewers and on that note we'll see you next week later